Section 16 of U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency Aldrich Plan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency Aldrich Plan by Alfred Owen Crozier. Chapter 14 The Slavery of Debt mortgage on human race thirty nine billions the official mortgage on the human race now is thirty nine billion three hundred forty three million seventy nine thousand four hundred seventy six dollars that is the bonded debt of all nations it is nearly ten per cent of the wealth of all the countries on the globe it is about twenty two dollars per head for every man woman and child in all christendom the aggregate interest on this world's debt is approximately two billion three hundred million dollars since columbus plucked the american continent from the unknown in fourteen ninety two down to date the whole world has produced for all purposes twelve billion nine hundred thirty five million forty two thousand eight hundred dollars of gold and thirteen billion two hundred fourteen million nine hundred fifty six thousand six hundred dollars of silver if every dollar of this gold and silver output of the entire earth for the last four hundred years was applied upon the principle of the world's debt there would remain unpaid thirteen billion one hundred ninety three million eighty thousand seventy six dollars a sum exceeding half the value of all the precious metals mined since 1492. Portions of these debts are constantly falling due by maturity. The issues are refunded over and over. Every year, on the average, the total debt is increased, the debt burden on the human race is made heavier. In 1908, all nations expended ten billion one hundred seventy seven million two hundred eighty thousand nine hundred ninety three dollars for all purposes and raised from all sources nine billion nine hundred sixty nine million five hundred nineteen thousand four hundred thirty three dollars the deficit was two hundred seven million seven hundred sixty one thousand five hundred sixty dollars this was borrowed and swelled by that amount the principal of the world's mortgage debt and the yearly interest proportionately thus interest compounds and humanity constantly sinks deeper and deeper into the quicksands of hopeless debt if one-tenth of the world's debt falls due each year it would require three billion nine hundred million dollars annually to meet payments on principal and two billion three hundred million dollars to pay the yearly interest a total of six point two billion dollars this is double the total of all the money of the united states the interest must be paid but the principal falling due usually can be extended refunded if the owners of the bonds consent and on the terms and conditions which they dictate the gold joker practically every dollar principal and interest is payable in gold coin the entire stock of gold for all purposes held by all the nations forty-six of them aggregates six billion six hundred four million one hundred thousand dollars this would pay just one year's interest and one installment of ten per cent on principal 
and leave two hundred four million dollars if we use this two hundred four million dollars on next year's payments principal and interest of six point two billion dollars where will we get the other six billion dollars of gold with which to meet our payments there is only one place to get it because last year the owners of the bonds got all there was in the world except the two hundred million balance we must buy it of the money changers at whatever price they may exact now shylock may not actually demand and cut out the pound of flesh next to the heart and carry it away this year or next or the next but when he demanded such condition in the bond he showed that he had the disposition that some time will cause him to take advantage to use the power he undoubtedly has and augment his profits by tightening the screws on all humanity the above computation is based on the assumption that the whole six billion six hundred four million dollars comprising the world's stock of gold is available for such use the fact is the larger portion of all gold is hoarded by the different governments and could not be obtained for any purpose or at any price there probably is little more than one billion dollars of actual gold free for ready current use or not enough to meet half of one year's interest not mentioning principal providence is coming to the rescue of the race but not fast enough to overtake the usurers the gold output of the world has doubled in recent years in 1908 the world produced four hundred forty one million nine hundred thirty two thousand dollars of gold one hundred thirteen million nine hundred ninety six thousand dollars was used in the arts leaving three hundred twenty seven million nine hundred thirty six thousand dollars for monetary purposes it took two-thirds of this to meet the deficits of governments of that year hunting for gold is precarious hazardous no one can see into the ground it is a big gamble gold is where you find it is the old saying if you get it today it may pinch out tomorrow no one positively knows but what this year will practically exhaust the available gold ore and the gold output fall to nothing after that probably it will not but it is a possibility yet all principal nations have been cajoled or driven to take the plunge the giddy gamble and we have made thirty nine billion dollars of government debts payable at a future time in a commodity that may not exist in any available form when that time arrives we are not complaining nor advocating abandonment of the gold standard nor a law prohibiting the making of contracts payable in gold coin we'll cross that bridge when we get to it we are in a boat easier to get into than to get out of we'll probably have to stay in it and do the rowing for the owner of the boat even if he keeps piling a bigger and heavier load on the craft we are only speaking plainly now so that the facts may be known and understood clearly as we prepare to work harder to earn more to meet the increasing burden we are sure to have to bear because voluntarily we have given the usurers the legal right to increase our financial burdens for their profit the great international battle of the future may not be with guns or tariffs it will be a huge and fierce struggle between the giant governments for physical possession of the relatively small quantity of available gold 
that they may be in position to comply with the possible demand of the usurers for gold payments in some future national crisis when financial panic or actual war has made the opportunity by reducing the government to a condition of helplessness so that it cannot resist or refuse the demand it is imperative now more than ever that the government of the united states keep absolute and exclusive control over its monetary system and every branch thereof if it surrenders this power to the usurers it is lost it will commit financial if not political suicide we cannot refrain from asking another question in passing suppose after march fourteenth nineteen hundred the date on which congress passed the gold standard act the output of gold had fallen off half instead of doubled what would have measured in property and labor what would have been the result the promoters of the gold standard internationally expected that the production of gold would decline and it is almost a miracle that it went the other way if it had fallen off half would not the value of all property and labor have fallen fifty per cent in value would not gold and bonds payable in gold have doubled in value financiers have publicly attributed the advance in prices to the increase in the output of gold if this be true it must also be true that if the gold output had fallen off instead of increased the prices of everything else would have gone down proportionately so we have put ourselves where we can only bet on the mysterious and uncertain future gold supply trusting the lord and hoping for the best what a pickle that is for the whole human race to be in the world will find a way out of the hole if the hole ever gets hot enough but meantime we must expect that the usurers will get away with most of our belongings before the race gets mad enough to climb out of the hole and throw the shylocks into it this is not an argument for free coinage of silver that might have relieved a little or postponed the inevitable day of settlement slightly but it was not the remedy we now have the gold standard and must adjust ourselves to the inevitable and govern ourselves accordingly so far but half the tale has been told only government debts have been mentioned while the interest-bearing united states bonded debt on october thirty first nineteen eleven was nine hundred sixty three million three hundred forty nine thousand three hundred ninety dollars the debt of all states cities counties and school districts is more than double that amount in nineteen o six the aggregate debt of the states was two hundred thirty four million three hundred fourteen thousand one hundred ninety dollars and of counties cities and districts one billion six hundred twenty nine million eight hundred eighty one thousand six hundred thirty six dollars total one billion eight hundred sixty four million one hundred ninety five thousand eight hundred twenty six dollars in fact new york city alone has a debt that is crowding the national debt in size it is seven hundred fifty million two hundred forty five thousand five hundred eighty three dollars it is possible that debts of this kind in different countries at least will equal the aggregate debts of all the governments if so the total of all public debts would be seventy eight billions of dollars or twenty per cent of all the wealth of the world and the rates of interest on municipal debts average much higher 
compound interest that owners cannot spend may in one generation increase the debt to nearly fifty per cent of the world's wealth then we must add the vast issues of corporation bonds also payable in gold with interest rates averaging at least fifty per cent higher than on government bonds every share of stock is a title deed of ownership of an interest in the corporate property every bond is a mortgage on such corporate property the railroads alone of the united states in nineteen ten had a bonded debt of nine billion six hundred million six hundred thirty four thousand nine hundred six dollars and an unfunded debt of two hundred sixty nine million eight hundred eighty seven thousand three hundred seventy eight dollars a total about equal to one-fourth of the aggregate government debts of all the countries in the world in nineteen hundred the railroad debt was only five billion seven hundred fifty eight million five hundred ninety two thousand seven hundred fifty four dollars in ten years railroad mileage increased twenty five per cent but the bonded debt was swelled sixty six per cent from nineteen hundred to nineteen ten railroad capitalization stock and bonds increased from eleven billion five hundred seventeen million one hundred eighty five thousand five hundred eight dollars to seventeen billion nine hundred eighty one million four hundred fifty four thousand ninety six dollars or fifty six per cent the big trusts have billions upon billions of bonds outstanding the street railways telephone electric light gas telegraph and hundreds of other kinds of corporate enterprises have bonded debts that approximate if they do not exceed the entire actual cash investment the stock being largely fictitious if such bonds in all countries were totalized and added to the government state city county and school bonds the grand total might reach one hundred fifty billion dollars or about fifty per cent of the wealth of the world bonds we believe are included in the inventory of the world's wealth if bonds now do or soon will equal half of the world's wealth then all the wealth other than bonds of the entire human race already is mortgaged to the usurers for one hundred per cent of its value and the debt is all payable in gold but assuming one hundred billions as a conservative estimate the yearly interest that must be paid by the peoples of the world on bonds will exceed five billions of dollars or five-sixths of all the gold in the hands of all nations available and unavailable this would make the debt sixty dollars for every human being on the globe leaving out the orient the debt would be nearly one hundred dollars per capita every dollar of this awful tax directly or indirectly must come out of the people out of those who toil those least able to bear the burden if raised by tariff tax on corporations personal property real estate or otherwise it usually is passed along and saddled upon producers the adjustment is made by raising rents transportation charges prices of food and clothing capital knows the game but labor does not and cannot dodge the blow and everybody who does anything with head and hands who owns any kind of securities or property other than gold bonds is here included among the producers 
and must help pay this ever-increasing mortgage interest burden and to get a sufficient income from their modest fortune most people must invest in securities yielding larger income than government bonds and in property and factories all of which is mortgaged to the great international individual and incorporated usurers who have billions night and day yielding compound interest at the present rate of progress it will be only a matter of time and relatively a short time when one man or one family will own and rule the entire earth and all the people on it in the broad sense the frightful load of the cost of royalty vast standing armies huge navies excessive transportation charges monopoly prices and a thousand other big and little profits and grafts all rests upon the calloused and jaded back of helpless human labor and all this is borne chiefly for the sake of yielding five billion dollars of annual income to a few smug owners of the vast fixed income or bond wealth of the world whose principal labor is cutting coupons and scheming to devise a way to double by law or license their mortgage on the human race without increasing their investment this they will do by doubling the interest rate as soon as their international money combine is complete and has eliminated all important competition for such bonds and the national reserve association is to do that very thing here as similar institutions largely have already done in england france germany and austria it is to confederate all american banks and financiers the individual and incorporated usurers and be the united states branch of the world wide money trust debt slavery this is human slavery slavery of the toiling millions to the usurers their masters the interest burden is the lash that forever goads and drives it is worse than the black snake because it is constantly plied night as well as daytime it never stops it is constant as the flight of time it is as merciless as fate the one object of ordinary involuntary servitude is to get the fruit of another's toil without paying for it that is the object of interest slavery the old way was individual debt enslaves the race wholesale in ordinary slavery the master is obligated to feed clothe and preserve the life and health of his human asset it pays him to do so the invisible foreign masters who profit from the grinding system of slavery through debt acknowledge no responsibility for the welfare health or even the lives of their victims the driven men women and children all must shift for themselves they must hustle or starve and die ordinary slavery could know just who was responsible for its wrongs abuses it would appeal in the name of humanity to the masters direct as time goes on and the human burden is steadily increased by multiplication of national state county city and district debts and the seas of corporate debts are funded into oceans of interest-bearing gold bonds and the interest rates are compounded and advanced throughout the world humanity can only feel the pinch as it groans and staggers under the accumulating load it never can know just how the mysterious game is worked or just who tightens down the screws 
it is all so easy simple subtle but it is real very real terrible the pressure is applied on every living soul at the cradle and ends only at the grave every child is born with a mortgage on its back that dooms it to lifelong toil unborn generations are mortgaged into involuntary lifelong helpless debt slavery years before the almighty breathes into them the breath of life their immortal souls are predestined by the universal debt system to be coined into additional dollars to gratify the insatiable greed and avarice and profit lust of the usurers this is not a new or original system it is the identical plan always in use in the red light district of any large city white slavery would be impossible but for the system of debt slavery that holds the unhappy daughters of the race in its sharp and merciless talons it is the common practice of every dive-keeper cleverly to plunge every new girl quickly into such hopeless debt under one pretext or another that she can never get the debt paid and escape until the deadly pace and life of shame robs her at last of good looks and health if not of life then she is kicked out to shift for herself or die or become a permanent burden on the community as an object of charity the great money-changers of the world the few big ones who really dominate in the finances of all countries those who shape international monetary systems and policies have borrowed this simple but effective device from the slums they are rapidly applying it to the successful and permanent enslavement of the entire human race white black brown red and yellow male and female adults and children in a universal bondage of hopeless debt warning to american jews author has no prejudice against the jewish race some of his best friends are hebrews he greatly admires many national traits the marvelous history of that people and its triumph over obstacles and adverse environment in various countries during the past two thousand years and author earnestly hopes that american civilization may ever proceed on the original plan the gentile and jew protestant and catholic all enjoying equally and impartially liberty of conscience and equality of opportunity but right now action is being taken by certain powerful leaders of the hebrew race that may start in free america that dreaded european cry down with the jews in the hope of helping to avoid the establishing of conditions here that may become for the hebrew race as unhappy and intolerable as in other countries even russia this word of warning to the jews is sounded rothschild was a jew his descendants comprised the four great banking houses of that name in europe in london paris berlin and vienna in eighteen sixty three the wealth of this one family was conservatively estimated at three point two billion dollars over three billions of dollars this huge total compounded during the past fifty years and increased by incidental investments into mines timber and many other things may now amount to fifty or one hundred billions no one outside knows the amount with alliances controlled by this family 
it surely directly or indirectly controls a large portion of all government bonds and at least one-third of all the world's estimated total wealth of three hundred seventy seven billion dollars but suppose the rothschilds themselves only own thirty nine billion dollars an amount equal to the bonded debt of all the governments of the world with an annual income of two point three billion dollars or two-thirds of what their total wealth was in eighteen sixty three any change either way in these figures will be a variation only in degree in no way does it materially change the acknowledged potent fact that in all the great national and international monetary and financial affairs the rothschilds always play the ruling hand they possess masterful genius and financial intellect but it is the sheer weight of liquid or ready wealth held in such a large quantity that all the nations of the world must go to the rothschilds for financial assistance in time of peace or before they can go to war whatever the provocation or emergency that gives them supreme power in the world's affairs no war can be waged without money and no large nation can get adequate money to finance a war from any one but the rothschilds therefore it is reasonable to assume that whenever any war is begun the rothschilds have consented thereto they may finance both sides because it is immaterial whether the interest profits they crave come from one or both countries in fact the war furnishes an excuse recognized as legitimate for charging both nations higher interest rates not only on the new debts but on old obligations maturing or being refunded increase to four per cent from three per cent is a twenty five per cent increase in the total income and in the value of bonds measured by their earning power it is known of course that after the nations have fought for a while and murdered tens of thousands and wounded and permanently maimed hundreds of thousands of human beings on both sides pressure exerted by other governments instigated by the financiers will force a quick compromise leaving the nations both in approximately the same condition as before except that each has vastly increased its debt and the annual interest burden on its people while the financiers have gotten rid of accumulated capital in exchange for high interest gold bonds that cannot be repaid for perhaps thirty or fifty years this surely is the result if not the deliberate plan then again the debt of the principal european countries has been doubled or vastly increased during the long period of armed peace frequent rumors of war or warlike preparations each year have been ping-ponged back and forth between the countries in the public press these have tended to excite popular fear hate and patriotism and cause the people to consent and even to urge the governments to swell vastly the mortgage burden upon the peoples for funds to increase and equip still larger standing armies and to build greater and more expensive navies by withdrawing millions of men into armies and idleness it reduces production and the earning power of the people increases the burden on those employed and makes it more certain that existing bonds will not be paid but will be refunded and increased why not have bigger armies navies forts guns 
idleness of millions of soldiers rumors of war or even occasional war when such things are so fruitful so necessary to cause the issuance of more bonds to provide profitable investment for the five billion dollars of excess income derived yearly from interest paid on existing issues of gold bonds these conditions explain at least a substantial portion of the bonded debt and yearly interest of these countries united kingdom bonded debt three billion eight hundred sixty nine million nine hundred thirty one thousand three hundred sixty dollars yearly interest one hundred fifty two million seven hundred fifty nine thousand four hundred eleven dollars british colonies bonded debt six hundred ninety nine million one hundred ninety eight thousand three hundred nineteen dollars yearly interest twenty nine million forty thousand eight hundred thirty seven dollars british india bonded debt one billion three hundred forty six million nine hundred ninety seven thousand one hundred eighty seven dollars yearly interest forty one million six hundred eighty seven thousand two hundred twelve dollars russia bonded debt four billion five hundred fifty eight million one hundred fifty two thousand five hundred sixty five dollars yearly interest two hundred four million seven hundred seventy six thousand four hundred twenty one dollars france bonded debt five billion eight hundred ninety eight million six hundred seventy five thousand four hundred fifty one dollars yearly interest one hundred eighty six million eight hundred two thousand three hundred eighty dollars german empire bonded debt one billion ninety four million seven hundred ninety thousand five hundred seventy five dollars yearly interest forty million eight hundred fifty six thousand forty four dollars german states bonded debt three billion one hundred seventy five million six hundred ninety eight thousand one hundred forty one dollars yearly interest one hundred thirty two million nine hundred forty two thousand one hundred thirty five dollars italy bonded debt two billion six hundred two million two hundred ninety nine thousand seven hundred fifty seven dollars yearly interest ninety six million nine hundred forty one thousand one hundred thirty eight dollars austria hungary bonded debt one billion sixty three million seven hundred ninety five thousand one hundred five dollars yearly interest sixty million four hundred sixty seven thousand four hundred seven dollars austria bonded debt nine hundred sixty million nine hundred ninety seven thousand seven hundred fifty eight dollars yearly interest thirty five million three hundred ninety two thousand three hundred nine dollars hungary bonded debt one billion one hundred forty six million five hundred thousand six hundred fifty eight dollars yearly interest thirty seven million one hundred thirty six thousand one hundred eighteen dollars spain bonded debt one billion eight hundred seventeen million six hundred fourteen thousand three hundred ninety seven dollars yearly interest seventy eight million seven hundred nine thousand dollars portugal bonded debt eight hundred sixty four million five hundred sixty one thousand two hundred twelve dollars yearly interest twenty nine million nine hundred seven thousand nine hundred eighty three dollars belgium bonded debt six hundred sixty three million three hundred twenty five thousand one hundred forty five dollars yearly interest twenty seven million twenty two thousand one hundred eight dollars belgium congo 
bonded debt twenty million eighty nine thousand four hundred nine dollars yearly interest one million two hundred sixty thousand three hundred six dollars egypt bonded debt four hundred sixty three million eight hundred fifty four thousand two hundred forty three dollars yearly interest seventeen million nine hundred four thousand eight hundred eighty five dollars greece bonded debt one hundred fifty seven million eight hundred seventy seven thousand sixty seven dollars yearly interest five million nine hundred forty thousand three hundred four dollars turkey bonded debt five hundred twenty seven million nine hundred eighty five thousand six hundred thirty six dollars yearly interest thirty six million four hundred ninety four thousand eight hundred seventeen dollars netherlands bonded debt four hundred fifty one million three hundred nine thousand two hundred eight dollars yearly interest fourteen million six hundred eight thousand three hundred seventy one dollars canada bonded debt three hundred twenty three million nine hundred thirty thousand two hundred seventy nine dollars yearly interest eleven million nine hundred thirty one thousand five hundred thirty seven dollars japan bonded debt one billion two hundred eighty seven million six hundred four thousand two hundred one dollars yearly interest seventy six million two hundred eighty three thousand eight hundred thirty six dollars china bonded debt six hundred one million nine hundred sixteen thousand six hundred five dollars yearly interest ninety two million three hundred seventy five thousand seventeen dollars united states bonded debt one billion twenty three million eight hundred one thousand five hundred thirty one dollars yearly interest twenty one million eight hundred three thousand eight hundred thirty six dollars peaceful and quiet little netherlands the home of the dove of peace the hague and belgium together have a larger debt than the united states although their aggregate wealth is but thirteen billion dollars as against one hundred twenty five billion dollars for this country belgium has seven million seventy four thousand nine hundred ten population and a debt of ninety three dollars seventy seven cents per capita evidently they have been frightened into hopeless permanent debt by the menacing actions of their neighbors towards each other poor exploited congo whose ignorant natives do not know a bond from a hole in the ground or interest and the gold standard from the milky way and the aurora borealis have been given a hot dose of the blessings of christian civilization by being saddled with a debt of twenty million dollars on which annually they must pay one million two hundred sixty thousand three hundred six dollars interest profits to the exploiters unwelcome british rule has imposed upon india a yoke of mortgage debt forty per cent larger than the total bonded debt of the united states portugal with two point five billion dollars wealth has a government debt of eight hundred sixty four million five hundred sixty one thousand two hundred twelve dollars or thirty five per cent no wonder it tired of royalty and sought relief as a republic the tombs of pharaohs of egypt now grown under a public debt half that of the united states china may be the next debt victim is hopeless debt and perpetual interest slavery forever to be the price of christian civilization and civil liberty 
large portions of most of these vast bond issues are in the strong boxes of the rothschilds no wonder they are satisfied with their clever work in europe their manipulation of governmental policies their control of state and private finances through great private central banks dominated by them in the principal countries and their mastery through the purse over kings czars and emperors they have seen the average government debt of european nations grow until it has become about equal to one-tenth of the entire wealth of those countries but they must be sorely disappointed and dissatisfied with the work and progress of their direct personal representatives in the united states here we have the richest and most substantial country the best security on the globe and the financiers have succeeded in keeping it in debt only about three-fourths of one per cent of its one hundred twenty-five billion dollars of wealth and worse than that the government has kept control of its monetary system and currency supply and so conducted its finances that most of the bonds bear only two per cent interest or forty to sixty per cent less interest annually than is paid by other governments that have turned monetary control over to the same private interests that buy and own the bonds issued by themselves for the government to themselves for their individual profit then no doubt they have been worried over another serious problem their financial ascendancy and control over governments and maintenance of relatively high interest rates is possible only so long as they own or at least control all large loanable funds seeking such investments only while there is no important competition the wonderful natural resources of the united states and the boundless energy of its people has greatly increased the liquid capital of the country hundreds of millions of american debts to european investors have been paid off or bought up by americans this has tended to increase the supply of idle capital in europe and now the united states has invaded rothschild's exclusive melon patch by bidding for large issues of the new or of refunding bonds of various governments this is a serious situation if this competition goes on it is certain to lower the rates of interest not only on new issues but ultimately on the entire thirty-nine billion dollars of present bonds to say nothing of state county city district and corporation bonds genuine competition such as the united states could furnish with the available investment capital it now commands or soon will have might easily lower the average bond interest of other governments to the two per cent basis enjoyed by our government this would cut down by one-half the annual income of the owners of the fixed income or bond wealth of the world they would lose thereby two point five billion dollars annually this in effect would be the equivalent of a direct shrinkage of fifty per cent in the value of the thirty-nine billions of bonds an immediate loss of nearly twenty billion dollars for the value of bonds is measured by their rate of interest the annual income they yield, their earning power. And now we see the stealthy hand of these foreign bondholders in one of the most clever and far-reaching schemes ever devised by the mind of man, driving American sentiment and politics 
rapidly toward the adoption of a plan that will instantly remove the one menace to the supremacy and profits of the rothschilds that is competition for bonds it is believed that the scheme now called aldrich plan was originally conceived and worked out in europe by the rothschilds interests and that it was put out here or pushed by jacob h schiff and paul m warburg of the firm of kuhn loeb and company said to represent here or do business with the rothschilds of europe it is at least certain that mr schiff of that firm was actively advocating a central bank as far back as nineteen o six when the new york chamber of commerce on october four nineteen o six officially adopted the plan after sending its representatives to europe for several months to meet and personally discuss the matter with the big financiers of europe the official records of the chamber printed elsewhere in this volume show these facts since then mr warburg has been the most active of the wall street financiers in promoting the central bank or national reserve association plan by way of articles speeches conferences and in persuading bankers and the american bankers association to join in promoting the scheme through congress and in thereafter participating in its benefits he has been greatly aided from the outset by the standard oil interests officials of the national bank of commerce and national city bank of new york mr schiff being a director of both of these banks and affiliated banks in that and other cities and by many of the powerful financiers of wall street we show elsewhere conclusive documentary proof that the aldrich plan is identical with what we could call the rothschilds plan but have named new york chamber of commerce's first plan adopted in nineteen o six except that the original plan at least made a pretense of government control while the aldrich plan is strictly for a private corporation at the currency conference of the national civic federation in new york on december sixteenth nineteen o seven mr spire presided and mr seligman introduced the prepared resolutions both are hebrew wall street international bankers said to do business for or with the great financiers of europe august belmont who then was president of the national civic federation is said also to represent or do business with the rothschilds jacob h schiff seems to have led the movement that has caused the abrogation of the commercial treaty with russia the action taken was right for obedience to the provisions of all treaties must be enforced but we wonder if the only object was to punish russia for denying passports to a mere handful of american jews was there back of it in europe a rothschild scheme to embroil the two nations so that each would increase its bonded debt sell more bonds to be prepared for possible complications if not actual hostilities several attempts looking to a vast increase of the bonded debt of the united states have been made other attempts will be made but this government should pay every dollar of its bonded debt and then stay out of debt it would be a wholesome example to the world it would show to all nations the advantages of self-government and human liberty 
with the standard oil the morgan and the kuhn loben company groups linked by ties of mutual interest and profit with the rothschilds and their affiliations abroad there would be complete harmony and cooperation and practically no competition between america and europe for big government loans all danger of lowering interest rates has been removed and an effective plan adopted that will enable substantial increases from time to time in the bond interest rate the world over there will be no adequate market for such bonds except with this international money combine truly the united states proposes to become a financial world power by this merger but it will be controlled from the other side because europe the rothschilds will furnish ninety per cent of the cash wall street seems to be willing to play second fiddle and permanently sell out the interests of the united states and the welfare of all the people for a mere hope that by thus getting near the money throne of the rothschilds some crumbs from their table will fall within the reach of our high financiers this rothschild scheme if adopted will ultimately plunge the united states into the slavery of debt like the european nations they do not want two per cent bonds so it is proposed to increase the interest thirty to fifty per cent make the rate three per cent refund the present united states debt and make it payable in fifty years that is the aldridge plan the provisions of the pending bill then it will be proposed so to change the tariff and increase expenditures that each year will show a deficit that can be converted into long-time bonds no doubt it is expected that in time the mortgage debt of this country will be increased to two billion dollars or even more with which interest at three per cent instead of two per cent would be the equivalent of a bonded debt of three billion dollars so far as the yearly interest burden is concerned the only way the human race can get the benefit or its due because of the rapid increase of the world's wealth is to have free and unrestricted competition for loans maintained so that as wealth increases the rate of interest will decrease a billion of public currency now is to be taken away from the government and given outright and free to a private corporation owned by the banks and ultimately the national reserve association is to control the entire three billions of money heretofore issued by the united states government the association will gather up the united states money hold it as a reserve and issue thereon two or three times its amount in corporation currency then by contraction and expansion of the money supply it will rule every bank and manipulate the supply of twenty billion dollars of business credit and all prices and dominate everything in america for the profit of the world-wide money trust of which the national reserve association will be the american branch this is the game the program if it succeeds the republic and all its people will find themselves permanently enslaved by the bondage of debt chained helplessly to a system that takes everything and gives nothing the victims of a soulless and sordid conspiracy that is moral if not legal treason against the welfare and perhaps the life of the nation when this hour comes and the people find that they have been tricked and betrayed and are helpless 
the country may become as inhospitable as russia to the hebrew race if unfortunately the cry goes up down with the jews many of the american people will believe that the instigators of their troubles and the chief beneficiaries are those greatest of all world-owning hebrews the rothschilds it will be to the interest of every american hebrew outside of wall street to have the aldrich plan defeated and every loyal citizen of this race will demand that the government of the republic retain control of the people's money supply and avoid permanently plunging this great republic into the bondage of hopeless debt End of chapter 14